Okay, listen up. You're now locked into the I Do It For Hip Hop podcast. DJ Bugsy is bringing back the essence of hip hop. Hear the voices from the artists, the DJs, and the movers and shakers that keep the culture alive. Most importantly, they keeping it the hip hop. Hey, DJ Bugsy, you ready? <laughs> and now to our regular scheduled program. I think to keep it a buck, the first thing I got to do is openly apologize to you. Right. Um, because we were supposed to do that. And I was getting a lot of things situated at the time. We were just about to go citywide. Right. Uh, in Philly. And it was hard for us to get to you. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to, there's so much going on in our city right now. I wanted <laughs> to make sure that I know so many people asking me to speak. I said, you know what? There was a podcast that I wanted to do. Uh, that I never got a chance to. And I want to let you know, that's the, that's the culture of our company. Like, and I remember you were just getting started when that happened. Yeah. yeah podcast is doing some things now, man. Yeah, like, man. Yeah, we're doing some it. things, bro. I appreciate you, man. I would like to welcome my man, Giolani from Good Call NYC, man. Um, it's been a long time coming, man. I really appreciate you taking out the time to be on this podcast. Um, we're going to get into some topics, man. We already know what's going on in this country. And you are a pioneer, a guy that's trying to shape, you know, young leaders, but also shape, you know, the crimes and the things that's going on in our community. So, like I said, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. But I want to start off with what is the mission of Good Call NYC? Let's start off with that. We want to make sure that everybody has access to legal representation, no matter what they look like, no matter how much money they have. So many times people get arrested and don't have access to legal representation when they need it most. Okay. Uh, but you have people that live in wealthier neighborhoods and the affluent that have access to a lawyer or retainer. And you see those people get away scot-free and, and end up, uh, you know, receiving a slap on the wrist. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, people in our communities are doing years, doing right. years. We have a, we have a, a, a crisis in our country already with our, with our system. Um, right. with disproportionate uh, sentencing. So that's what we're really trying to combat. Okay. So does that kind of like fall in the same lines of what Meek Mill is doing as far as prison reform, even though he might be doing it on a bigger scale? You know what? We're all working within the same ecosystem. Shout out to Meek and what he's doing. It's an inspiration. Um, when, mm. when I heard what's free pump, man, that, that man, that, that was a soundtrack to some of some of the work that we do. And yeah. um, you can already see what the hoodie says. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, absolutely. Um, I, I, I feel like all the, all the artists right now that are using their platforms to mm-hmm. really say something about these issues, right. that means a lot to me. Because honestly, if you see how many of, of our young people go to your concerts that pour into the culture and all of that, that's where your money's coming from. Facts. It's time for you to check in because they beating our heads out here in the streets. So if you can go and buy another Lambo and go and, go and get another chain, and know mm-hmm. that that came off the back of another young person that you were not helping. Right. Um, I got to question you. So salute to the salute to the artists that are actually using their platforms to go and make some change. It times up times up for the flashy jewelry and all of that. If you're not in our communities helping, because then you're a part of the problem. Also, I totally agree with that. Now I do want to get a little bit into you know what's been going on lately um, across the country with these protests and your feelings on the protests, how they're going about it, but also 
us kind of like hitting our own communities and taking from black businesses. What is your feelings on that? Even though we are frustrated, even though we're angry, even though we know we want to go toe to toe with this, this marginalization, this franchising, I want to know from you, what's your feelings on hitting black businesses? And even though we might can't identify with them all the time, but we know some of these neighborhoods is definitely all black businesses. So I want your feelings on that. Um, and you got to understand when I'm speaking, uh, I have to speak as the, the founder of a legal service organization that works with six public defender entities across the country that defends people's rights. Okay. Uh, so I honestly believe that the right to peacefully protest must be protected. Okay. Um, when it comes to businesses within our communities, we don't have the backings. Do you know what it takes to even get a, a, a small business loan as a black man or as a black woman, it's, as an entrepreneur? It man. is hard. People put up their mortgages, put up, put up, uh, put up everything to try and open a business. Absolutely. So going to take from that business is defeating the purpose of how we're trying to build our communities. Okay. It's not, it's not a best buy that is backed by, you know, a bunch of other places that has an insurance. It's not a chain store that's known for, you know, oppressing the communities and right. that has insurance. It's not the communities that won't even let us in. We got to stop damaging our communities because mm-hmm. we got to be the ones to rebuild it. They're not going to give us no money to rebuild it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got to understand that even when it comes to protests, right. notice how they structure policing. They'll, they, they, they put the, the, the police up so that they, they will navigate you to your community. They will Absolutely. guard, make sure that everybody's not going to, 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 the, to, the, high, to, to, to the high net worth zip codes. They'll right. make sure they've got everybody protected so that you're making that left, but somehow the protest ends up in the hood. Somehow it ends up in the neighborhood that mm-hmm. is being disproportionately policed. Somehow it ends up, you know, there. Okay. Uh, so then we are set to go and damage our businesses because we're getting brutalized in our streets. We're fighting these wars in our communities. Meanwhile, you have, you know, uh, the Toby uptown that is, you know, living his best life and has no idea that that's happening. Um, so we got to make sure that when it comes to protesting, that we are not defeating um, the purpose by damaging um, our communities that are already already damaged and marginalized by so much. Um, we have to keep focused. The, the the enemy are are the billionaires. Those are the looters. Those are the those are the best robbers in the world. Fair. The chain stores, everybody. Those are the ones that are robbing us. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I say, the right to peacefully protest must be protected. Right. You know, and that's what I stand behind is um peaceful protesting. Okay. And another thing that I've seen in the black community that they'll say, they'll say, well, what about black on black crime? Why do we get so angry? Why do we get so upset about when a cop does it? But when our own brothers do it, we don't get as upset. What do you say to that? You don't understand the plight that happens within black on black community, black on black crime. Right. So, um, it's a sad thing. If I put someone in a community, I'm going to take away their resources. I'm going to take away you know, the means or the, 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 the dream or belief that you can do more right. and I'm gonna compact you around with a bunch of other people that are dealing with the same issue. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to give scraps around. Right. Um, survival of the fittest is a human mentality. Okay. Thanks. Survival of the fittest is a human mentality. 
you know, there are so many things that have happened with our communities that if we had the proper resources that other communities had, I don't believe black on black crime would exist. I agree with that. If we made sure that we had the resources, the mental health, when Billy has a problem, Billy gets a therapist. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, uh, the, the young man that lives in our communities whose mother works two jobs and she's not home and he's dealing with violence in his community and then he doesn't know the police aren't going to defend him. So he has to defend himself. And, you know, the best way he knows how to defend himself against a bunch of other people is a weapon, which seems logical. Right. Now that young man's carrying a gun. But that's the story of a bunch of young men within our communities. Right. However, if we had the proper interventions, the proper resources, maybe this wouldn't happen. It's okay. like that science experiment, and then we label it black on black crime. Okay. We're not looking at the cause of the crime. Right. You know, uh, uh, black on black crime, all these things, they're, they're, they're a sickness. That's what it is. It's a sickness. We have to target the pain that's behind that. We're not getting to the real problems. We're just ready to ship people off to jail. Half of the people in our jails have mental illnesses. But we use our facilities as, you know, uh, mental infirmaries. I don't even want to go there, but, you know, it's it's so many different problems that compact it that if you want to say black on black crime, you're not really looking at the issue. Okay. Now, Louis Farrakhan has always been the leader that says that we have to help ourselves. We continue to always look for the white man for the handout. What do you say to that? Because I, to a certain extent, I agree. And I think that it will help us better in the future if we had that type of mindset. See, I do believe that we have to help ourselves um, because nobody else is going to help us. And that does, that does take, you know, being able to give the same critiques that we can give to the outside folks. We mm-hmm. have to be able to give that loving critique to our communities. That's true. Tell that young brother pull his pants up when you see him. Right. You know, if they out here fighting on the corner, let them know, yo, look, that's the same way from a distance. The cop ain't going to see that. He's shooting at everybody and then picking up the remains. Right. That's some of the things that we can do to make mm-hmm. sure that we're, 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 we're not, we're not perpetuating the things that exist. Okay. So we, we can make sure that we are uh, being that support system for our communities because they're lost. So right. we have to pay more attention and more love within our communities, but we cannot blindside the fact Mm-hmm. Or blame it all on black people and right. just see that, you know, black people just need to do better. And I was so upset to see um, some politicians, you hear them, you hear them going off outside. Uh, <laughs> my hotline is uh, blowing up right now. We're, we're, we're working, we're working. Nonstop. It's, yeah, man. Um, but if you saw some some politicians yelling at at black folks but they're not understanding this is the pain that these other people caused. Right. They're also perpetuating the issue. Right. Um, there's some politicians that I have problems with because mm. they choose to stand next to the oppressor in these times. You have to choose a side. Right. So if folks are condoning this violence, mm-hmm. but yet we're going to them as, hey, um, I'm going to say like our mayor in our city, Right. He's not good in our hoods. He's not good in our communities. Right. Until he's able to condemn this policing, he's not good in our communities. And any p- politician of color that stands next to that person, mm-hmm. you get what it's I'm a saying? a problem as well. They're a problem as well. So, you know, we can go and help ourselves. We have to go and help ourselves, but also the people that can be the intermediaries need to go and tell these folks, go mm-hmm. tell Jim, go tell Bill, go tell uh, Andrew, yo, mm-hmm. look, y'all need to listen. 
Okay, it's a two way street. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to help ourselves, but also people have to be able to meet us halfway. And we can't right. sell our community short and just go say, oh, that's their issue. Because mm-hmm. when we say that, then people give validity to the fact that it's our issue and we need to clean it up. And it's all about us. It's not all about us. Mm-hmm. I think we're doing more to do our part than we have in the past because we see what the fuck is going on. We need mm-hmm. to start giving our community more credit for some of the amazing blackness and the black unity I see developing that we haven't seen in the 90s. I'm 28 now. Right. Um, so I, I was able to see a lot of the stuff growing up as a young and not understanding. Mm-hmm. That also gave me the heart that I have because I grew up as a 90s baby. You know what okay. I'm so like, right. So, so I feel a different way. Yeah. But like now to see all this black love and I, I met some young brothers the other day that had so much love. I was like, yo, that's dope. I wish I had that much love when I was younger. Right. And I'm seeing a change. So we're doing some of it, but other folks got to do their part too. I agree with that. And speaking of the 90s, and you look at LL when he dropped the song Illegal Surf, and then uh-huh. he dropped the, the brand new freestyle, you know, Knee in My Neck to, you know, today. What is your thoughts? And that's why he's in my top five of all time, how he continues to be an anchor for hip hop and a voice for hip hop and a voice for the voiceless, LL Cool J. What's your thoughts on his new freestyle? Man, it's so funny. I had to watch that joint a couple times. Right. Because um, LL is like a gentle giant. Right. You know Absolutely. Where LL can give you that pain any time of the week, but he going to play it cool. And if you see the way he moves, I'm I'm a hip hop head when it comes to like watching how people maneuver. I don't even know if you remember back in the day when he was dealing with... um. And I, I can say back in the day now, but a couple of years ago when he was doing the label complications and he started dropping some other music that had that yeah. type of regret. Yeah. I remember that. I remember uh-huh. That. Yeah. Like, it, LL is an anchor for our community because I feel like he's able to take things from a view of being able to integrate but not leave us behind. You know what I'm saying? That's a good one. There, there's a thing about people that integrate one. and assimilate and then mm-hmm. they leave our communities behind. They don't know what it is once they on that nice Kentucky bluegrass or whatever the hell it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They forget Absolutely. about the concrete. Yeah. Um, and I, I respect LL because, um, and me being from Queens and knowing behind the scenes some of the things that he's done in terms mm-hmm. of giving to the community and Reading. stuff, that's yeah. fine. Um, so I feel like, again, it, it, it just shows that like, I bet the people that have worked with him mm-hmm. that have never seen him in that light are probably like, oh my God, LL's mad. That always been LL. Yeah. That yeah. always been LL. That's a fact. Now that may make you see that like even the nice black guy that you speak to or the, the guy that you see on NCIS that can play all these types of roles, he about mm-hmm. that life too. Right. That's facts. So I respect that. I respect it a hundred. Now, 400 years of racism, do you think America will ever look at us with equality and look at us as we are not second class citizens? We are first class citizens like our counterparts. Do you think they'll ever look at us in the right way? Would that ever happen? You know, um, I'm not going to be a pessimist. Okay. I'm not going to be a pessimist. Um, I think that we always have the opportunity to change the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, Most definitely. And I think that what is our goal? Right. We don't want, I think, I don't want America to look at me as if we're the same because mm-hmm. we're not. Right. We hella different. That's facts. We built this country for free. Yep. 
You took shit from us and did not give it back. Mm-hmm. And then imprison people. You owe us. That's true. So rather than America looking at us as equals, I want America to look as if they know they have some making up to do. Right. Um, in Australia, it's funny. They have that I'm sorry day uh, for the indigenous uh, folks because of what they've done. Mm-hmm. Um, America can't even give us an I'm sorry. America can't even admit when they wrong. So that's why I said I don't want to be a pessimist because I know that to get to that point mm-hmm. may be something that may not happen. But for America to actually realize, oh, shit, we fucked up. Right. I think that's that's that 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 may be the start of something. And okay. to be completely honest, I think we're in that phase right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that- it's it's definitely. I never seen like the stuff that I'm seeing on the news and in social media. It, it, it's some of it's mind blowing, but some of it's refreshing actually. Yep. See it. Yep. I, it's funny because I'm not I'm not a person to um, I'm not a person to really promote chaos i'm not a person imagine you know you you know what we do every day we make sure that we are helping people protect their rights so make sure somebody doesn't have to be in a situation like Mm -hmm. this is um is important to us Mm -hmm. but you can't have change without some type of noise being made that's facts um in other in other countries around the world mm-hmm. revolutions have started just like this right um and i think that it's needed in order for us to actually come to a place to recognize that there's a problem mm-hmm. there needs to be some civil unrest right there needs to be this discomfort we need to have we, yes discomfort, and then once we get to that place, like you said, we need to have a conversation and yep. try to figure out what our differences are. And once we get to that place, then we can figure out how we can make this country better. And I do believe that the law, a lot of these laws of the land, need to be changed. And I don't know how that's going to happen, but that's something that needs to happen. I will tell you something, right? I know, and I can't speak for the country, mm-hmm. but right now, I think that in our city. Mm-hmm. If and and George Floyd didn't die here, right? This isn't about this is about George Floyd. Don't get me wrong. This is about George Floyd, right? However, there are so many other people. Enough is enough. <sighs> like that. That George Floyd is is George Floyd is the name that we remember mm-hmm. because. It's happened so recently, but also I'm going to lose breath if I say the other names that exist. Exactly. And we will, I, I, I want to make sure that we take in a moment of silence for them um, every time we do functions and stuff like that, because it's important yeah. to remember all of those names. Yeah, all those because, hashtags, another hashtag. So if in our city, if our mayor was able to say, I am going to condemn police brutality, any officer that is involved with police brutality will be uh, dealt with at the fullest extent, will be prosecuted at the fullest extent of the law, the same way as us civilians are, Mm -hmm. I believe that shows a good first step. I do too. And I believe that it should be considered a hate crime. So whatever that that holds, that's what 
you should get first degrees, whatever. That's what I, I believe that as well. That should be added along with the other offenses. Yep. That's my thing. Like if, if, if the government, if this country wants to show us that they mean something, the same way this man got heated about Twitter correcting him and he was ready to file an executive. If an executive order is that easy, you need to show up for this community. Absolutely. You need to show up for the black community. You need to show up for the brown community. You need to show up for these folks that are being marginalized. Facts. With that executive order. Mm-hmm. If not, um, you know, may the right to peacefully protest be protected. Mm-hmm. One last question, and then we're going we're going to go into another zone. Um, I wanna know, do you feel like the pandemic has changed? Like ever since George Floyd, the conversation, the headlines about the pandemic has lessened. No one's talking about it. No one's talking about social distancing. I've seen a lot of people without masks. What do you think? Do you think that's playing right in the eyes of the government and how they wanted to go? And then they even got Asians looting and blaming it on black people when they treating them like employees, but they treating blacks like looters. So what's your thoughts on that? Can I be honest, man? And and this is this is I'm honest always, so I don't even gotta ask for permission. Right. Like, fuck, man. It's it's a really messed up thing if this was some type of conspiracy because it's the perfect one. Because COVID was already killing our community at a uh, at a uh, uh, alarming rate. At an alarming rate, a, a percentage that was almost double what it was doing to other communities. Mm-hmm. And then you murder somebody from our communities, leave us heartbroken, okay. leave us in the in, in our homes and then tell us that we can't do shit. Obviously, that's the that's that's literally mimicking slavery all over again. I'm going to lynch someone. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm right. going to lynch someone. Yep. And then I'm going to tell you that you can't do nothing about it. And also, I'm going to tell you when you can leave and what you can do. Yes. Okay. COVID was for safety. COVID is for safety, but also if we don't go and we don't say something, the next time we say, I don't want to be scared stepping outside when this is over because it's been open season on black people since COVID started. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, so it's a perfect way to go and make this shit happen. I would be, I would be completely honest. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to be, I'm, I'm going to be watching the numbers after, uh, after we, uh, are able to 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 come back into to a place where protests aren't every day, right? Um, to see if COVID cases are going to spike, because also I know in our city alone mm-hmm. we have officers that have had COVID and they're not wearing PPE. Wow. So also with that being said, I've been getting my CMOS together. I've been. Uh, oh yeah, me too. I got turmeric. I got I got all that. I got turmeric. Got ginger. I take my vitamins every day. I eat salads all the time, bro. I'll be That's on. my thing. Like, I'm I'm gonna start doing um I, I work out every morning, but I'm gonna start trying to do two a day since I cause I've been out here uh within the community also. Yeah. Um I want to make sure that I'm promoting that for anybody that sees this. And if you're out in the community, also make sure in the morning you're getting your health game together, your immune system right. That's right. Most definitely. All right, but before we go, bro, I want you to tell me your top five MCs of all time. Woo! Damn. <laughs> top five MCs question, of man. all time. Dead or alive? Dead or alive, bro. 
Sheesh. Okay. All right. Um. Now I'm at the series because I know that this is gonna resurface again somewhere. This is in no particular order. Yeah, you ain't gotta give me an order. Just the five. You don't. All right. Order. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um. Because I'm from Queens, mm-hmm. I'm a big Fifty fan. Okay, that's cool. He dope. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 old school Fifty was was my was. Yeah, that was that that was that work. Power power of a dollar. All power of a dollar. Okay, guess who's back? The mixtapes. The mixtapes in the morning would get me to school. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you you <laughs> you go out in the morning. Like that was dope. Um, yeah, most definitely. Um. Biggie. Biggie, oh, yeah. Biggie is you see, you see my shirt. Okay, okay. <laughs> all day, bro, all day. I had to have my uh cheese eggs <laughs> and my Welch is great. <laughs> Absolutely. Um so Biggie is always, always a classic. Mm-hmm. Um Jay. Yeah, most Jay. definitely. Most definitely. Most Jay, what he does with words and the way that he's able to put them joints together. Um, is, is is ridiculous. Yes, most definitely. Um, mm-hmm. two more. Damn, this ain't fair. <laughs> ah, shit. This ain't fair. All right. Mm-hmm. Because he knows how to tell the illest story mm-hmm. in in a song, and and make you think about some shit. Right. Jada. Okay. Okay. Jada can make you think about some oh, yeah. shit. Most definitely. Most um, definitely. That new album was fire. Most definitely. Shout out to Jada, man. The raspy voice. Most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to do that, Jada. My bad. <laughs> um, One more. Damn, 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 damn. I want to leave this one. Mm-hmm. Um, It's crazy because mm-hmm. only because I heard an artist talk about this artist and that had me bugged out. And right. I had to go back and listen to so much of this artist's music that I was like, nah, that man, that man must be um he must have not listened to him in a minute. Right. Lloyd Banks. Yo, I knew you was gonna say Lloyd when you said oh, the DMX Banks. shit. When you said there was an artist that said I knew I had a feeling it was going to be Lloyd. Yeah, Lloyd a problem, man. Lloyd problem. Banks. Lloyd Banks is a problem. So you got, so you got, so basically you got two thirds of G unit. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it's a Queens thing, man. It's the it's Queens, a Queens thing. thing, bro. Damn it. I'm surprised you ain't say Nas though. So here's the thing, right? And mm-hmm. I was gonna put Nas up, but I had to think about. Mm-hmm. What was my top five versus okay. what brought me into like my top five? You know what I'm saying? Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, because Nas is if if Nas is not five, he would have been six. Right. But I'm thinking about like there are some songs that like I can go to, and also gotta think about my generation. That's true. My generation. So yeah, like, Nas is my generation. So Nas, I, your generation. I like. I had my book. My big brother put me onto like Book of Rhymes. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, mm-hmm. um, my bill. My big brother put me onto Illmatic. Right. Like, 
Yeah. That, that was the stuff so, that... Yeah, that, Lloyd and 50, yeah, generation. So, Lloyd and 50 I, was I, I, res, I respect that. I respect yeah, that. I was born in 92. Okay. Okay. Well, it's your boy DJ Bugsy. This is Door of Hip Hop Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on Google Play, iTunes, DJ Bugsy 215, and follow us on Spotify. Follow us on Instagram, Door for Hip Hop Pod. Man, I appreciate you, bro. I like the work you're doing in the community, man. Keep doing your thing. This is a young brother, man. He, his eyes is on the prize. Y'all better watch out, man. NYC represent for real.